church together. I went to seminary with his wife, Meredith, who is the associate pastor at the church in Frankfort, Kentucky. So um, just want to also celebrate you and the music that you do, uh, Music for the Soul. He, Steve is a very well-known and well-respected um, artist in Nashville, Tennessee, where he you write music for really hard situations and issues in life where we question and wonder where God is. And through music, through the gift of music and the gift of your songwriting, you try to maybe put words and meaning to that um, as people heal and process. So um, if you have a chance, Google Music for the Soul, um, where you'll hear some of Steve's excellent work. So thank you, Steve, and I hope you enjoy worship this morning. Um, this morning and next Sunday is our special offering for Week of Compassion. So I just want to highlight that because oftentimes we have all these special offerings and we don't necessarily know um, what these organizations are or where this money goes. And so I just want to spend a couple minutes this morning to share more about that. Week of Compassion is the Relief, Refugee, and Development Mission Fund of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. And Week of Compassion seeks to equip and empower disciples to alleviate the suffering of others through disaster response, humanitarian aid, sustainable development, and the promotion of mission opportunities. Week of Compassion works through the remarkable network of church partner organizations and partnerships that ensure our response to humanitarian needs in the world is efficient, effective, and and faithful. And through these partnerships, disciples are able to join a tapestry of caring that bridge and help and, uh, and hope to hurting people in every corner of the world. Um, so this morning you have an opportunity to give above and beyond to Week of Compassion where um, uh, your, your financial gift is met and then distributed um, throughout the world in various ways that, that help people. Um, I am curious, raise your hand if you have ever been a recipient to a Week of Compassion grant. Okay. Yeah. So I know I think we both have spoken about this where we have received gifts um, when, is it, were they both tornadoes? Yours was a hurricane, mine was a tornado that hit our house. And so Week of Compassion was there to financially support us through what I'd call like that gap time, that sort of financial gap where insurance hasn't yet been, <laughs> money has to go out and a lot of money has gone out and not a, lo a lot of money has come back in yet. Um, and so Week of Compassion was there to support us. And they do this not just here, um, but next week I'll share about how they're helping throughout the world. So, um, well, that's enough announcements for this morning. So let's have our gathering song. And young at heart to come forward and join me. Grab an instrument in your hand. Y'all got some instruments up there? All right. So today we're going to learn another new song, Friends That Have Hymnals. It is on page 286. It is called This Is The Day. Um, and it is a call and response song. So it is naturally repeat after me. That's how it is written. Um, so we'll just go ahead and sing it right through. 
even if you don't know the words, they're pretty simple. So listen to what we're singing and then repeat it and join in when you are ready. Okay? Sounds good? Can I get a thumbs up? Perfect. All right. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. So that was a great introductory run through. <laughs> now we have our feet wet, we're a little warmed up. Do we think we can do it again? Now with a little bit more oomph. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, I invite you, if you are able, please rise and join us in song. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. Those who are able, please stand. Join in the call to worship. Take heart, for we are gathered in God's presence. Proclaim the wonders of the Lord. Get up, for we are beckoned by Christ Jesus. To respond to grace God is calling us, for we are united by the Spirit. Come, let us worship God. Please join in hymn number 715, Now Thank We All Our God.
Merciful God, our thoughts and deeds too often do not reflect the grace you show us. Our speech and actions too often do not proclaim your salvation. Forgive us, Lord, for the sins that we bear, both us as individuals and as your church. Our teacher, let us see again. Give us the courage to take heart in your grace. Give us the strength to get up. Give us the wisdom to hear your calling. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Through Christ, God forgives us our failings and continues to call us into a community of love and forgiveness. Thanks be to God. Now at God, let us offer the peace of Christ to one another. Please be seated. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we rejoiced. Restore our fortune, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. 
Those who go out weeping, bearing the, se bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. The word of the Lord. Our second reading today comes from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Jesus and his followers came into Jericho. As Jesus was leaving Jericho, together with his disciples and a sizable crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was there, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many scolded him, telling him to be quiet. But he shouted even louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him forward. They called the blind man, be encouraged, get up, he's calling you. Throwing his coat to the side, he jumped up and came to Jesus. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, teacher, I want to see. Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. And at once he was able to see, and he began to follow Jesus on the way. This is the word of the Lord. Be kind to one another. If you're a super fan like me, you may recognize this phrase from a popular afternoon talk show host. Ellen DeGeneres, she hosts an hour-long 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time talk show <laughs> that concludes with this phrase each and every weekday. Be kind to one another. It's her closing remark, a benediction of sorts that sends viewers all over the world into the world to spread kindness to each person they encounter. Watching the Ellen show, I have to be honest, is like going to church for me. The call to worship is a dance party led by Ellen herself. Viewers are free to sing along to their favorite songs as the dance party ensues. Ellen also has an opening monologue, usually, and it brings about a sense of hope in humanity. 
She affirms people for who they are, no matter their past or their likes or their dislikes. Guests that she brings on the show to interview, they bring testimonies to be shared, including laments of difficult times, grief of loved ones lost, pride in accomplishing a difficult task, and hope that comes from a neighbor's helping hand. I'm often uplifted by these people's testimonies. They are sharing good news. They express how Ellen's show has contributed to their positive spirits, how being part of the Ellen community has been part of their healing process during cancer or while rebuilding from the devastation of a natural disaster. They testify to having experienced compassion in action from the support of a larger community. And finally, the show concludes with the camera zoomed in on Ellen as she ushers forth the charge, be kind to one another. See you tomorrow. Today we encounter a story about Bartimaeus, a blind beggar who is sitting beside a road. He is far away from the center of town, outcasted because of his visual impairment, lower in status, and isolated from the larger community. At the same time, Jesus and his disciples and a crowd of people are on the move, traveling along the road where Bartimaeus is sitting. And as soon as Bartimaeus is made aware of Jesus' presence, he shouts, he cries, he exclaims, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He is hushed by people in the crowd. Bartimaeus' voice is silence, his presence belittled by those around him. But Bartimaeus is not discouraged. No, not at all. He shouts even louder with a sense of urgency, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus' faith is so strong, his, his conviction so dear, that nothing can deter his efforts of encountering Jesus, the one who can cure ailments. The story continues, and Jesus stops. Jesus makes time to see Bartimaeus and to listen to him. Not assuming that Bartimaeus wants his sight cured or restored, Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus responds and requests for his blindness to be cured, and Jesus follows through. Bartimaeus' sight is restored in full, and he can see. While this story emphasizes the interaction between Jesus and Bartimaeus, a crowd, a whole community, is also part of this story. Maybe an overlooked part of this story. You hear about them 
in the beginning in a rather negative light. They sought to deter Bartimaeus from encountering Jesus, further isolating him and disvaluing him. But as the story continues, the community plays an essential role in Bartimaeus' healing. No, they didn't have the divine power to restore Bartimaeus' sight. Jesus does that, and I don't want to minimize Jesus' curing power. But my focus is something a bit more big picture. I want to zoom out, if you will. New Testament scholar Jamie Clark Souls explains that cure and healing are not the same. They cannot be used as synonyms. Rather, cure refers to the elimination of an impairment at the individual level. Jesus curing Bartimaeus' sight, a cure. Whereas healing refers to a person's experience of integration and reconciliation to self, to God, and to the community. Healing may or may not involve a cure. Healing is a communally-based liberation. Healing is a communally-based liberation. The community plays a role in Bartimaeus' healing. By Jesus' invitation, the community facilitates Bartimaeus' liberation from isolation. They assist with his integration and reconciliation back into this in-group, into society, into belonging and being claimed by a larger community. Even after they tried to hush Bartimaeus and silence him, Jesus invites this community to have compassion. I imagine him saying more than, call him to me, to that crowd gathered there. You hear that man calling for me? The one you tried to silence? The one that maybe you have ignored or undervalued? Go and bring him to me. Talk to him. Look him in the eye. Don't ignore him any longer. You see, he is one of us. A person seeking to be faithful. Go on, call him to me. Bring him yourself. I want to see him. I want to hear him. I want to be with him. And they respond to Jesus' invitation and engage Bartimaeus, saying, Be courageous. Rise. He's calling you. Having been invited into this process by Jesus, they are key players in Bartimaeus' healing. Bartimaeus' story doesn't end when his sight is restored. There's not much more in the scripture, but there's more to the story, or so I believe. 
the last line of the passage reminds us that his journey continues and that he doesn't continue on alone as he did before. But now he is part of a community. He receives sight and followed him on the way. That's how Mark writes it. Bartimaeus reunites with his community through discipleship. On the way is this metaphor for continuing on in discipleship. No longer isolated on the side of the road, no longer hushed or silenced by the community, but rather this crowd of disciples that responded to Jesus' invitation to show compassion, he is now one of them. He belongs to this community. Healing is a communal act. God's transformative, liberative healing is a communal act. And this healing process is just that. It's a process. It takes time. It requires intentionality. It tests our own patience. It prioritizes forgiveness and reconciliation. The systemic pains and injustices of our society as we know it, they plead for healing. They cry out for healing that involves the whole community. Our participation in that healing makes us take time and space to be intentional about what we say and what we do. These acts of healing require people to be patient with one another, to take time to listen and to respond with compassion for our neighbor and their perspective. Healing requires that we pay attention, close attention, to the Bartimaeuses of our world. The individuals and even groups that are isolated, oppressed, silenced, hurting, and those that we cast aside. For they, too, are a part of God's beloved community this body of Christ. God's transformative healing is a communal act. You might be tired of hearing me say that. That we're all a part of, and it's ongoing. We are invited by Christ each day to be part of the healing. Racism, food insecurity, Homophobia, Islamophobia, these systemic issues we know so well are not healed instantaneously. We cannot snap our fingers and provide a cure in a moment's time. Rather, the healing of these injustices come from the persistence of communities. It comes from being kind to one another, like Ellen might say. Healing comes from Christ's compassion made manifest in our communities. Dr. David Urian, a physician at the Children's Hospital of Boston, 
reflects on compassion in Mark's gospel, and more specifically on this narrative about Bartimaeus. He says that compassion is subversive because it is fearless. If we live and abide in this love, we can see anyone we encounter only as our brother or our sister and our sibling. Categories such as enemy, competitor, rival, they all become meaningless. So Jesus' invitation to this community that surrounded Bartimaeus was for them to see Bartimaeus as a brother, to acknowledge his humanity and to affirm his dignity. Jesus invited his disciples and the crowd to see and to engage Bartimaeus as a brother, not as an other. We hear Ellen's benediction ringing in our ear again and in our hearts, be kind to one another. Week of compassion begins today. This special offering will go toward the Relief, Refugee, and Development Mission Fund of the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, as Holly mentioned earlier. And here is an opportunity to put compassion into action, to be part of God's global healing process. And I have witnessed this community, 7th Street Christian Church, accept Christ's invitation to be part of that healing process. I have seen you gather at a friend's funeral to affirm your ongoing support of their family that is grieving and to remember and be part of your own healing process. I have heard you checking in with friends that either had surgery or had an illness that kept them home from church for a week or several. I have seen you serving meals to veterans nearby in our community and building relationships with them. These acts of compassion, whether you think they are small or large, whether you do many or few, they don't go unnoticed. And today is another opportunity to give of ourselves in an effort to be part of God's healing in this world. The offering supports ministries that support communities ravaged by natural disaster. Hurricanes, floods, tornadoes. Communities that might otherwise feel isolated by their trauma and cast aside from those living with access to clean water and to electricity. Week of Compassion hears them crying out for help, for restoration, and wants to go and ask, what can we do for you? Like Jesus asked Bartimaeus. How can we be Christ to you? May we respond eagerly to Christ's invitation to be moved with compassion, not just today, but tomorrow and the day after as well. Amen.
we transition, I invite us to stand or rise in spirit to join in the hymn of commitment. Rise up, O saints of God, found on page 611 of your hymnal. You may be seated. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning grateful to once again have the opportunity to worship you together as the body of Christ. We know that your will is not always at the forefront of our daily thoughts and actions. Often, we forget to bring you into our day-to-day -day routine. But in every breath we take, in every sunrise we witness, in every embrace we share with a loved one, your love is present with us. And we thank you for all of the blessings you have bestowed upon us, no matter how great or small. Remind us to keep looking for the gifts you continue to provide for us and to not forget that they originate from you. We are not at peace, precious Lord. As your people, we find it harder and harder to live out the lessons you have taught us. We continue to alienate our neighbors. We hold grudges that keep us from forgiving those that have wronged us. We fool ourselves into thinking that our narrow-mindedness is okay because we want to believe that you agree with our biases and our hatred. When indeed you created us in your image, we try to twist you into our own image. We cannot find peace within ourselves, our community, or our world without finding peace within you. We pray for those who are experiencing true crises in their lives. The families whose loved ones left for work this week who will not return to their earthly home again. Those who are ill and cannot afford the medication they need to survive. Those parents and children who have been separated at our southern border with no record of where their children are and precious little hope for ever being reunited with them again. 
for those who have lost their jobs and have no way to care for their families until they find a new one. Those who are still affected by gun violence that tore their children from them while at school. We pray for those who have no protection from the cold during this time of year, who are faced with food insecurities, assault, addictions, and mental anguish. Instead of building walls to keep these people out, teach us to tear down the walls between us, the walls that keep us from being the people that you have intended us to be. Give us courage to stand against those who seek to divide us, and give us strength to move forward even when we feel we have nothing left to give. Father God, we pray for those who are well and are awaiting test results. Be with those who mourn the loss of loved ones, that they find peace and comfort in you. We ask that you be with our nation's leaders as they continue to work for the good of the people, even those who seek safety for their families and themselves in a foreign land. Let us not forget your calling for us to provide hospitality to all. You know the prayers of our hearts, dear Lord. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Compassion literally means to suffer with or alongside another person. It is more than just a feeling of sympathy for another person. It involves an active response. It is fueled by a desire to help another in need. When we are moved with compassion, we imitate Christ's compassion with all of humanity. The gifts we share now during offering will support the work of the larger church in God's healing process. So let us share generously of our tithes and our offerings.
God, we give you thanks for the simple fact that we are able to give so much back. May these gifts be blessed, and may they be a blessing. May they be multiplied to bring about your beloved community of compassion here on earth. In Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Please be seated. Compassion in action. That is most definitely this communion table. This table that no matter who we are, we are invited to. This safe space where we are seen by God and by Christ that also encourages us to see each other. Let us come to this table to be nourished and fed and to be seen. Let us join our voices in our communion hymn, I Hunger and I Thirst, on page 409. Gather around this table, we remember the story that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he gathered with his disciples and took bread and blessed it and broke it and said, this bread is like my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and poured it out, and blessed it, and gave it to them, and said, The wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins, poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. This morning we do partake of communion through intinction. So you are invited to come forward, to take a piece of the bread, and to dip it in the cup, and to partake of both elements together. 
Please know that no matter who you are or where you are from, you are welcome to this table. Let us pray. Let our glorious God, let our mouths laugh and our tongues sing for all the great things that you, Lord, have done for us. As our tears of sadness are sown, let us reap joy in what can become of moving forward with your grace. Our faith heals us, just as Bartimaeus believed that he could truly be healed by his faith in Jesus. Lord, we give our hearts, souls, and minds to serve you best, hoping to make an end to what's wrong in the world. With this cup of life-giving wine, your love sweetens us, refreshes us, and fills our hearts with love and goodness. Go forward as this is the day to rejoice and be glad that the Lord has made this day for us. Hallelujah. Amen. As we receive this bread, O God, remind us of his body broken on Calvary's cross. Remind us that he was there in our place. Remind us that he died for our sins, for the sins of all humanity. Remind us of the hope that he brought into the world, the hope we see today. The hope he gave to Bartimaeus and all those he healed, the hope he gives to the world today and all those who suffer, that eyes may be opened, that hearts may be opened, that lives may be opened to your great love and bind us all together as one in Christ Jesus our Lord, we pray. Amen.
us pray. God, we have feasted on your love, been nourished by your grace, and filled with your spirit. We give thanks for the blessings of this meal. And in the days to come, we ask that you embolden each of us to be more faithful to one another and to you. Remind us to embody the compassion of Christ and to live as disciples that share your love and seek your justice in all that we do. Together we join our voices and our spirits in the prayer that Jesus has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us... As we prepare to be sent out, let us stand as we are able to join our voices in singing, Be Thou My Vision.
kind to one another. Lift up the voices of your neighbor and act compassionately to everyone you meet. For the triune God invites us to be co-workers in the healing of our world. Go empowered and emboldened to take part in the work of God here, there, and everywhere. And all of God's children said, Amen.